Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to Your Questions Answered. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamfrit from What Culture, to answer all your burning wrestling questions. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet, Michael Sidgwick, currently busy writing AW Dynamite ups and downs. It's a bit of a weird topsy-turvy day because this mm-hmm. is going to come out after our AW Dynamite review, but we're recording it beforehand. Yeah. But I'm joined by Michael Hamlet to answer your burning wrestling questions, which I reach out for uh, last night. If you're not following me on Twitter, you missed out. At Adam Wilborn <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet on Twitter. We'll try and get through as many as we can because there's some great ones sent to us. Uh, and unsurprisingly, let me find the first one that caught my eye here. Um, <laughs> I saw this and I immediately thought of you. Uh, shout out to Joe. Um, who, I feel like I know where this is going already. Who asked, when will Jeff Jarrett win gold in AEW? And sh- who should he beat for the belt? Bree Woo. Bree F and Woo, Joe. Thank you very much for your question. Um, well, it's the question on everybody's lips. Yeah. Surely this one. Not least because every time Jeff believes he's a three count away from winning the belt, he goes, yeah, on his knees. <laughs> and then the wrestler kicks out. I don't know. I can't make my mind up if I love this law of Jarrett being unable to get his slimy hands on a belt in this current guise, and then he does it when he learns the error of his ways. I think I want Jeff Jarrett to win the tag team titles as a babyface. Okay. I want him to leave behind um, this, like, Planet Jarrett organization. I'll have them turn on him or something like that. And I believe there's a babyface running Jeff Jarrett. He is... He's played babyface before, and in TNA of all places, years after his own reign of terror, he was quite effective as, like, this elder statesman. I was the founder, and please forgive me for all my old crimes and all that kind of thing. And I just think people have, not everybody, but you just sense that the wave of momentum, the tide has finally turned in the favor of Jeff Jarrett. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of us knew all along this would go absolutely fabulous from the very beginning. But I just sense that people have got the joke with Jeff Jarrett and then the workers backed it up. Yeah. So I could see a tag title reign or a trios reign. I'd love to see him win a singles title. Don't get me wrong. Jeff Jarrett versus Jamie Hayter. Let's go. But <laughs> um, like if he's ever turning baby face and looking to wind down, look what a brilliant job AEW have done with Sting and look at the general use of yeah, veteran team, Brie Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Brie, pound the chest. Yeah. Woo. There we go. 
Question answered. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Sting win the tag belts or trios with Darby Allen, and it's LTST because the Naughty Day Beauty bust him open with a guitar. I like trios. I didn't think of that one. What about Jeff Jarrett swings his guitar? The blonde boys, you have to dye Sting's hair a bit. Oh man, yeah. Completely like knocks out the opponent deader than ever. Like normally the acoustic equalizer is enough, but like the opponent, whoever it is, is proper laid out. Why? Because Jeff's put a skateboard in the guitar. Oh. And now they're me. And there's also a bat in there for some reason. And now they're all friends. I like the idea of a guitar with wheels on the bottom. Yeah. It's a guitar, but it's a skateboard. Darby Allen riding a guitar down at ringside. Jeff Jarrett's legacy is short. Sell it. Like, so I'd buy that for the six grand you might spend on a fiend belt. <laughs> and uh, thank Jeff Jarrett for. Wembley. Yeah. United Kingdom. And the new TV deal, probably. Yeah. Him and Phil. Aye, there's two people responsible for that deal. <laughs> I, I rate them both. Right, you've had a question. Uh-huh. Now I'm having one. Okay. Thank you to Obi-Juan Kenobi for this one. Good morning, Legends. Morning. Uh, should WWE wait until WrestleMania XL for Cody to finish the story? Or should it happen sooner at SummerSlam, maybe? What are the pros and cons of both? Keep up the amazing work, gentlemen. What are your thoughts on this, Will Vaughn? Well, you know, as I said from the beginning, I will say, because I'm going to do a gimmick in a second, obviously, I will say, just to reiterate, because I feel like I say this, I have to say this every time, <laughs> just in case someone isolates this audio, go and check out this idiot. Not difficult. <laughs> They've got quite a lot to choose from <laughs> in our back catalogue. You know those AI things at this point where it's like, oh God, there's a lot of our voices on the <laughs> internet. How stupid could this AI make us? No, no, how stupid could anybody editing any podcast make us? Yeah. You don't even need to edit it, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> when it comes to me. Um, I always say, I agree, I think Cody Rhodes should have won the big one at WrestleMania uh, over Roman Reigns. Mm. But I think as a second option, as I text you on Sunday morning, see, after he beat Brock Lesnar. After he ran away. Well, beat Pete and Clean <laughs> in the ring. How yeah. many people can say they've done that? Yeah. Um, I think they've they've got a decent second option here. Um, and I think that the way that they've handled it in terms of, because I didn't anticipate the stumbling block that was, what about this other weird new world title that they've invented to mm. come along and bugger everything up? Um, and again, people will no doubt say I'm huffing the copium and I will cop for that. Um, and and once more, if this doesn't go the way I'm about to say, I'm, I am not going to be the typical, it's not gone the way I booked it, so this is bad. I think this is your last chance for the way, the way to do this. For God's sake, don't wait until WrestleMania XL. You want to get to 1,000 days? You're going to get to 1,000 days. Mm. Fair enough. That's a nice big number. Beyond that, wrestling fans really don't care that much that he's beaten this person or this person or this person, okay? The way that they've done it has been quite clever. He's immediately got distracted by Brock Lesnar. Yep. He has defeated Brock Lesnar. Um, Turnabout's fair play. It's why he attacks him just like Brock attacked him on the night after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay. The blood was, oh my God. was a backlash. And I said to you on that Sunday when we didn't realize what was going to happen on Raw, uh, well, everyone who was, you know, saying, well, this would have been such a perfect opponent for Cody when he wins the world title. I was like, well, there you go. You got the justification right away. Cody finally beats Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, which, to answer your question, Obi Juan Kenobi is what I think should happen. And immediately it's like, oh, thank God, that was the toughest test of my career. Oh, wait, here comes Brock. And I only just got out of there through my superior wrestling ability when he was pissing blood out of his forehead and just about to probably break my arm with a Kimura. So I think... 
That was the way they were going to go. Then I read over the weekend, oh, God, he's in the tournament. I thought they were going to find a way of him to not be in it. Then they've managed to pull <laughs> another rabbit out of the hat by having Brock cost him there hmm. and keep him busy for night champions. What's the next pay-per-view after that, Michael Hamflet? Money in the bank. Well, technically, it's Battleground. Battleground. You're grounded. Battleground. But that's NXT. And yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's another story for Cody for another day. <laughs> money in the bank. He has to win money in the bank. He'll get an amazing reaction in England, of course, as mm-hmm. he has done everywhere. People seem to suggest that that reaction was going to die off. Because he'd be a little bit louder, to be honest. Um, wins money in the bank and, of course, has to call his shot in yeah. advance. I'm going to face you at SummerSlam. Maybe they do some sort of stipped-up thing to really keep the bloodline out of it. Or, as it seems to be going, again, I'm still quite invested in that story as much as some people are rolling their eyes at me, no doubt, right now. The bloodline's gone disintegrating. I think maybe even tomorrow night on SmackDown could be the beginning of the end of the bloodline. He could do solo as he did to Sami Zayn, except there's no one to save Jimmy or Jay or both of them. Mm -hmm. So then you've only got Solo, who can be, uh, you know, uh, defini- put in a fucking shark cage to definitely keep him out of this match. And then you have the proper rematch. SummerSlam, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. Roman's got his 1,000-day T-shirt or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Cody wins that one, and he retains all the way through to WrestleMania XL, where you have Cody versus Gunther, and that's that's a story for another time. I think you've... Particularly with the way you've ended that, you've done your like Disney finish there, haven't you? Yeah. Like they're kind of the the castle and the rainbow in the back, like at the back of the shot, where like, and now we go on this long path to more and more happiness. And I like that. I disagree. Um, I actually do think if you're going to do this, it should happen at WrestleMania. Uh, you do get Roman Reigns to WrestleMania, and you have Cody, Paul Heyman cut that promo anyway. Say you're not going to have it tonight. You're not going to have it next week. You're not going to have it at SummerSlam. You know, and then obviously to your point. Money in the bank would get around that. They're not going to give Cody a rematch. He has to win it. Back to back rumbles. Um, he, I just, I think my worry is in the interim, either he does genuinely lose the momentum or people go, oh God, he's winning a lot. Yeah. Well, now the reason for this is not a lot to do with what you're actually going to see on television. Why I would prefer this, it does rely on fans sticking with Cody, even though they've been given a good reason not to. Um, what people, I don't mean to go long on these Q&As, but just a, a, if you'll permit me the smaller side. What I believe to this day, not you, but a lot of people have missed the point of when it comes to Cody losing. It's not about if and when he wins the title or when he finishes the story. It could be at SummerSlam, it could be at WrestleMania XL, whenever. Between July 2022 and WrestleMania Night 2, the best thing Triple H had done as a booker was not the run of Cody Rhodes or the invention of the... In judgment day. And yeah, you said, or any number of things that you might have liked in the Triple H run. The best thing he did was give people uh, the feeling of trust mm. for the first time in decades. Decades. To the extent, and I was one of them, that everybody eventually came around with the idea that even Sami Zayn had to leave. Yes. Like, it took people a few weeks. Not everybody, I don't want to speak for everybody. The majority of people seemed, by the midway point to WrestleMania, of, aye, aye, there's, there's your winner. There's your winner, is it WrestleMania? Elimination Chamber was special. Some of the same people probably would have been like, it's Drew and Cardiff. It's got to be Drew and Cardiff. Yeah. And then that passes, and then it's like, ah, there's something bigger at play here, and all that. And 
I thought Triple H did a really great job of doing enough right that a lot of people, there were enough right, enough great nights, enough really fun TV shows and premium live events that people suddenly were like, stories are paying off and there's really satisfying conclusions and he's remembered how to do this. And and I don't want to like lift the blame away from him, but that very much, f- that's why I'm not like a Triple H good Vincent man bad, but that very much felt like, ah, Vince just pulled the rug. Mm. And now you can never trust any of this because even if Triple H's got 99.99% of it, yeah. the 0.00001 is enough because that's the most powerful percent. And that to me is why it should be WrestleMania because you need a stage of equal or greater prestige to apologize for the first one. <laughs> SummerSlam is a, the belt is on Cody. But I don't think that's the solution to the problem that you've created for yourself because anyone can win the belt. Like the solution to the problem is like, say sorry to the fans. Mm. I say this because I've lived it. Like, Bret Hart winning the belt at WrestleMania 10 was a kind of transparent apology for what happened at WrestleMania 9. Yeah. And I just sort of think, like, that is a way to tell your fans, our bad, can you trust us next time? And they might F you again, but I believe that this is less about Cody winning a belt now and more about how you get people back invested in the way I believe they were. These... Very abstract terms because, and it's why you can't have this conversation on Twitter because it's just something I feel like I know. Yeah, but somebody can disagree. Yeah, and I, 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 I can understand that thought process. I, ju- my thing is, it's a long time till it WrestleMania. Is. It it's is another reason why they should have done it at thirty-nine. Maybe Cody needs to rip his other tit off. Yeah, that, like that. Brock rips his tit off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's targeting the tit, Cole. Um, I just think, yeah. When, they, when it happened at WrestleMania, and I went, well, he's not lost, lost. He's lost with an asterisk, mm. which was a bad decision. But still, I was like, ah, they do kind of feel like they want to reestablish the big four again. War Games at Survivor Series, a big title match, title change at SummerSlam, and the Thousand Days and all that bollocks. You know, it's only, what, four months away or mm. whatever. I just thought like, oh, God, when people are like, oh, maybe they'll do it next year. Next year, a lot can change. And as we saw with people, you know, as we saw, as we used to complain about when you'd come out of the Raw after WrestleMania and Meltzer would be going, yeah, they're going to do um, Brock and Roman at next year's WrestleMania main event when they only had one night, obviously. Yeah. And you were like, right, but what if someone catches fire? Mm-hmm. It, I just don't think that strategy That's- works. And I, I will say this as well. Conspiracy theories are really bad. And there's not many that I subscribe to for a variety of different reasons. But I do feel that if it was still Vince gone completely, mm. I think Cody wins at WrestleMania 39. Yeah, of course he does. And, just, then, and then the Endeavor, the Endeavor deals, because I feel like maybe Vince comes in, mm. does his Vince things, awful, terrible, awful human being, um, and he probably says to Endeavor as part of it, look at Roman, biggest star in the business by a mile right now. But he's not by the... Loads no, of metrics no, now, but is like the, the, the yeah. way they perceive it, because yeah, I think yeah. Vince is actually a good thing. I put 10 years into this, so I say he's yeah, the biggest. He's, yeah. And he's going to be, those first few months that you you were making the transition, it's not going to be, well, let's hope this Ultimate Warrior can can mm-hmm. carry on this streak that we've had. That's with a good Hogan. comparison, yep. We know Roman is, that look at the two viewing figures when we promise him Sa- to be on the save show. Save a pair of hands. Exactly. Yeah. I, but, just to your, quickly on that, because then we will move on, because other people's questions won't answer, because we could talk. Our back legs and off there's, over a, there's this. someone we're about to talk about who's arguably a bigger star than both Cody and Roman in the business. Just to your point, and you 
dead right, by the way. What if somebody catches fire in a way that we could never see now? And then in six months' time, it's like, well, you have to go. Da, da, da. Cody didn't catch fire. He was a blazing inferno. Yes. And this is a problem because you just said, what if that person catches fire? And then I could count it with, that person could catch fire and then he will lose at WrestleMania World Bond because yeah. that's what can happen this year. Yeah. And this is why we're now in like this, like, in my opinion, it's not about him wearing a title. It's about a restorative bit of booking. In summary, it's all Vince's fault. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Sound bite from the only person in wrestling older than Vince McMahon. <laughs> Right, let's talk about someone who's bigger than Cody Rhodes, who's bigger than the likes of Brock Lesnar, bigger than my tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Talking about Bad Bunny. Shout yeah. Out, shout out to Babby Yeager, who uh, says, Morning, General Gunther and King of the <laughs> Mic. Uh, I feel it's time we see Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul in a Falls Count Anywhere match at SummerSlam. What are your thoughts? First of all, what are your thoughts on Bad Bunny after Saturday? Um, uh, unbelievable again. Um, not in my wildest dreams, did I think my expectations could be as surpassed as they were? Like, I thought Bad Bunny would live up to my expectations, but if you listen back to our Backlash preview, which is still available wherever you get your podcasts, my expectations are still pretty high. Bad Bunny, we talked about this for the SmackDown preview as well, Bad Bunny has only really involved himself in cool stuff, so he set the bar quite high, and Logan Paul has too. Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul is a dream match of a completely different kind at this point, because... WWE have got a minimum of two celebrities <laughs> that don't necessarily outwork their regular main roster members, but have star power that transforms the matches into mm. something on another level. Um, would you need... The thing with that match is, like, yes, I want it, in short, and I have no doubt they could be agented to something quite special in terms of its layout, but you must never underestimate... The, rest, the wrestlers, the professional wrestlers. <laughs> it's really easy to, but you must never underestimate the professional wrestlers. Look at both CVs. Backlash was as big an achievement for Damien Priest as it was for Bad Bunny because he proved himself a pretty incredible professional. And to, he's quite rightly getting the flowers backstage, according to report. To right as well. To um, That cell of his leg, I went, oh, he's actually done something. Yeah. Like, all the narrative tissue to that match was because of Damien Priest. Yeah. And don't let, like, on the rewatches that I'd like to think everybody will give that match, don't sleep on that. Because, like, that was a big night for Damien Priest to be the professional wrestler. Um, just as it was John Morrison to Canadian destroy himself at WrestleMania mm -hmm. 37. Yeah. Bad Bunny's got star aura out the ass, but he's not a wrestler. He's a singer. And it's the same way as, like, if he's on a stage at one of his gigs and then a wrestler comes on, Bad Bunny would probably be like, go over to that side. I know how to command a stage. Yeah. Like, you're a performer who knows how to command a ring. Logan Paul has been in there with The Miz, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Like, these are just perfect people to share a WWE setting with. And I'm not saying that this thing would be a disaster because you're kind of missing the key ingredient that has made these matches great quietly. However, you would possibly need someone. Like, a guest referee might even help. I was just about to say You that. know, like, somebody that can, Pat like... McAfee? <laughs> Some, Why not? Well, I, some, somebody that can call the spots, somebody that can get them through it. Right, now you go do this. Now you go do that. Like, it is incredible what you, Logan Paul, can do with your body. It is incredible, Bad Bunny. Like, your footwork and your selling is amazing, quite frankly, Bad yeah. Bunny. So they've both got lots of tools that plenty of people don't. But I, I, it is maybe, not to piss on anyone's chip because I want it, but it's an incredibly fun poster that might actually diminish the aura of both. 
Bad Bunny and Booker T maybe tagging against Logan Paul and anyone he can find to make friends with him. Yeah, <laughs> anybody that wants to wear that prime bottle. Yeah, I'll get KSI in there. Yeah, but uh, like, yes, I want it. Like, if you can, the tag match is the route, by the way. Like, if yeah. you have, if, here we go. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio versus Logan and Dom. Being titled. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, Dominic helps him launch a purple bottle nice of Prime. Nice on a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> purple bottle of Prime. Uh, Logan becomes an honorary member of the F and Judgment Day. Like, and if then, you had a Bad Bunny-themed uh, bottle of Prime, I think everyone could retire. <laughs> like, just ears on the lid. That's all I do with it. Yeah. Just bunny ears on the lid. Oh, cool. $50. I, I think we're richer than Elon Musk. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash whatculture. Um, I love this question. I very rarely tell you about these questions in advance because I mm. like to surprise you with them. But I, I saw this from Luke Cullen and I wanted you to have a bit of time to think about it. He writes, hey, legends, we all have our comfort TV shows slash movies. What are, your, what are yours at the moment? It's never not the... That's not his question. That's mine. It's never not the US office. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? I, Brooklyn Nine-Nine for me. If I, that's So the office US is mine and my wife's easy choice with tea or just moving wallpaper. You know, that kind of like background telly. I love um, Alan Partridge, Rockets, mm. General. So any era of any Alan Partridge can just go on, and I know it off by heart, but I like that. Uh, and currently, my comfort TV is, because BBC iPlayer uploaded the whole thing, is Early Doors, the yes. early 2000s. me and Dad comedy. loved that when it first came out. And it's like, it's that's an, another nice one to put on, because I remember I remember it very fondly. Remember the, the dog that um, found the World Cup? Can you remember that? The Pickles. Pickles! The Pickles. Great, that. There's a pickles question coming up, Ken. <laughs> it's such a, honestly, it's a very, yeah. very British TV show. But I would have to say, like, across the board, for, for now, forever, for always, would probably be Partridge. 
right now, at the moment, I'm watching Superstore on Netflix. Oh, like... Recommend that. It's good stuff. That's on... Um, those like ITV two, three, and four channels all the time. If I if I series link series one episode one, I'd probably get the whole thing. It's great. Check out ITV four by the way. You can see my head flying in a shot when Jungle Boy's coming off the top <laughs> rope. Pop the bejesus out of my kids on Saturday morning. That did. That's awesome. Thanks to Ashley Rains for kindly taking that sign mm-hmm. to a dynamite taping and nobody else. Uh, but what, Luke? I've got halfway through your question there. Apologies, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Love Luke, Colin. Uh, what are your comfort wrestling matches or pay-per-views? Thanks for all that you do. Looking forward to hopefully seeing Mr. Hamlet and the crew at Wembley. Oh, yeah. I'm going to shock a few people here, I think. Regular listeners or long-time listeners. One of my big comfort foods when it comes to wrestling is the uh, Bret Hart Diesel trilogy from the mid-1990s. <laughs> what? This is completely new information. I know, right? King of the Ring 94, Survivor Se- Royal Rumble 95, Survivor Series 95. I don't just love the matches. I don't just love the narrative tissue that connects all three matches. But I love the bones of the era. So everything from the individual entrances to the gear they wear. Diesel, uh, his entrance at the Royal Rumble 1995 was the first time WWE did a broken glass effect. Take that, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Big Kev got there first. Um, all the three matches massively hold up. The 95 one is the Survivor Series 95 one is probably the best of the bunch where Brett goes through the table for the mm-hmm. finish. Diesel gives that massive MF gesture when he's lost the belt at the end. Love that. But um, also, network-wise, I can go to any NXT product whatsoever from 2015. Uh, the Rise of the Four Horsewoman. Uh, those, the first takeovers to leave full sale in Brooklyn and London. Were particularly great. Love that era. And... A recent one that I found myself revisiting through YouTube because it's like, it's probably all in the fight archive somewhere, but it's, it's, I find it a bit hard to get my hands on it sometimes. I love just catching glimpses of Double or Nothing 2021, mm. full dailies. You know, like Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks. John Moxley's entrance, um, where he just like hoofs the bottle for miles and Kingston's just laughing so much because like, yeah. my friend's really excited that these are back. Like Deeb and Riho in the sunshine yes. with the wind blowing and Moxley in New Japan for the same reasons. Like his G1 run. From 2019 as well. Uh, can't go wrong with any of that. But that's all just like very much a... It's a bit of a YouTube roulette wheel, that, because you don't know what you're going to find, but then you find something that's... I love that. That's yeah. Nice. I think... I'm going to sound like a bit of a broken record here. I think mine are ones that I actually... Looking at the calendar, it might be time for me to have my annual circle back to. Mm. Take over New York. Mm-hmm. First NXT show uh, I'd ever got to go to. Uh, part of that amazing... First ever WrestleMania. Still weekend. consider it like the season finale, really. Yeah. War Games is the epilogue. New York is the finale. It's my got my favorite match of all time in there. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano is still yet to be surpassed mm-hmm. for me. Two out of three falls. Because I said uh, I've never watched a match prior to that, and without it being part of the story, changed my allegiance. Yeah. Halfway through. Nice to get worse because of the the performance and. Be so worked as a classic WWE fan of this happens, this happens, this happens. For example, you know, classic WWE, towards 15, 20 minutes into the big match, you do not want your hero, the person you want to win, to be on offense because they ain't winning. Yeah. They're not setting up. You're not, you know, uh, Randy Orton's banging the mat if you want him to win, uh, and he's not going to hit the RKO. So, <laughs> you know, um, and I just went, oh, God. I can't believe it. I've changed my allegiance and I've backed the bloody losers in all this <laughs> because Gargano is going to get rid of Fish and O'Reilly and Strong. Mm. And he's bloody forgotten about the fact Adam Cole's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. No, he's been hit with the <laughs> last, sh- last shot. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's it, game over. And it wasn't. And he won. And he won. And I, I distinctly remember running out into the streets to meet up with uh, Andy Murray and Michael Sidgwick and terrifying them because <laughs> I ran from behind them and was so excited. I was like, that was the best. I didn't say this because I'm not making my own self work. Best flipping match I've ever seen. Yeah. That was, they just, all they heard was someone... That's the best match I've ever seen! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was okay, that makes sense. And that was part of, that was phase one of me losing my voice through all of my dreams coming true across WrestleMania A great weekend. weekend. A wonderful uh, weekend. And one I haven't watched for ages. Genuinely, I say I always say this, I should have watched more NXT before it became the best version of itself. Mm. Um, watching the Street Profits for the first time, going, oh, I've actually got a Saturday night, I'm at home, now it's on, I'm going to sit down and watch this. Well, is this some sort of ladder match? Oh, and this got who was Street Profits. I don't really know a lot about them. Oh, cool. That's the best entrance I've seen in ages. Yeah. I like them. I hope they win. Oh, the F- Forgotten Sons. They kind of suck ass. And then Jackson Rackham and I are like, cool, there's the Vince guy. Mm-hmm. There he is. Oh, and again, everyone beats him up. And I'm like, you've forgotten about the other tag team in this match, guys. <laughs> and also, just because I forget to mention it sometimes, Kyle O'Reilly taking some of the worst bumps I've ever seen. One of the matches of his life. I want to go, I'm going to have to go back and watch that this week. Take over 25, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then I think that's the one where, obviously, stri- spoilers, Street Profits win <laughs> the tag titles. I think that's when they go into the crowd and celebrate with a baby. Yeah. So just just a lovely moment, all that. Uh, right, let's run through some more questions before uh, before we have to get out of here and talk about AW Dynamite, which will come out before this. But if you haven't listened to it, go and check out our go Dynamite review. Um, Kid Icarus, regular contributor, of course, uh, and helper for the five-star review review. Absolutely. Legend. Who do you think will be the first AEW original, someone who's never been in WWE, to make the jump and win a world title in WWE? Ooh, thank you, Kid Icarus. Thank you for your five-star review, review, login. Vital public service that you provide. Uh, Well, I mean, can I answer Cody Rhodes, I suppose? But he's already there, isn't he? I think, genuinely, and I, I... Because I believe that they would want this... I think there's a Young Bucks WWE run. Yeah. I really, I've always felt that when, because I was a bit more of a pragmatist when AEW launched, and I was always like, I loved All In, and I loved the spirit of All In, and I never really favoured, I was wrong about this, by the way, but it takes big man to admit they're wrong, don't forget that. Like, (laughs) I never favoured the formation of a second company. I wanted the independent spirit to remain independent and just have like, how often can we gather together and make this big? and be the noisy neighbours to WWE and be disruptors and, you know, like, be transgressive. And I, So it took a bit of convincing that, like, a company an alter- was, like, an effective alternative. It has absolutely become that. Transformed the industry and the market in all the best ways. I was 100% wrong about that. What I still believe I'm right about, and I know this doesn't sit well with everybody because I've had plenty of fights on Twitter in the past over it, is that I don't believe the elite need to be there forever. I completely understand holding on to what you love. But it is my belief that once you form a company, you form a company. Mm. And a company, as we've seen with WWE, it, it doesn't stop for anybody. Like, we all had the one cornerstone that could never possibly leave. Leave. <laughs> That's how companies work. And I just think, and this came up a lot when Brawl Out happened and the future of Punk and the Elite seemed uncertain. I just think I'd like to watch what the Young Bucks do mm-hmm. in WWE. I want the ESO's Young Bucks match as much as anybody else. Right now, I'd want the, the Young Bucks versus numerous teams that Triple H has kind of like wedged together and made work. But them winning the WWE World Tag Titles would, for me, kind of be like the perfect capper. They wouldn't even need to be there for a long time, just a good one. Mm-hmm. And I think they could do it. 
I'm going to get something wrong here and I'm going to get it told off by someone on the internet. I can tell I'm going to say someone and they're going to say, uh, technically, they did a squash match okay. for WWE. That, that uh, technically person is normally me, putting my <laughs> imaginary glasses up my nose, but go for it. So, few names come into my head mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to this. Uh, and I know she did something on NXT UK, I believe. Jamie Hayter. And you can read more about that on a list currently available on whatculture.com, in which I used her for the thumbnail because ah. I thought it looked really weird. But yeah, I wouldn't count her. Like, she's in, like, as a WWE person, I mean, I think you can yeah. count her as an AEW original. Britt Baker. I know she did, she was obviously in the crowd. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Adam Cole was. She did an NXT shot in, yeah. like, 2018. Did she get squashed so, by, no, I'm getting confused. Who got squashed by Nia Jax? She lost to Nia Jax on Raw. Yes. And she got, she lost on NXT. I was Shayna Baszler, but I can't remember. But very much like a slip through WWE's fingers. Yeah. Person, Britt Baker. Uh, definitely an AW original. Definitely a kind of another person like the elite that people would consider a bit of a lifer there when mm. there's no such thing as lifers in wrestling. I could easily see her going, what's it like over there to, to Adam Cole? And he's like, well, when Vince isn't there, pretty good. <laughs> you could do worse than trying it. Yeah. The door's always if open. It tri- if it trips is fully back in charge, he'll be well, like... And the, the fertile marketplace is one of the reasons for AW to exist. Yeah. So again, I don't understand why people don't like Let's why. See what pe- it looks like we were talking about Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre yeah. going to AW on the news thing. It, it works. can fail and still be worth the try. Yeah. Um. Before I get to my pick, the acclaimed. Ooh. Uh, I feel like they've done bits. Um. Bobby's sisters. Yes, but not. And that, but that was only Max, I think. But either way, I as the acclaim as this easily act, see even this version of WWE Vince is terrible. He'd look at them and go, as this act, brand like AW Thoroughbreds brand new the whole deal definitely. But going there and winning a world title, I've got to say it, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Of course, yeah. Like, I think it, it's not going to happen soon. That's what I'm talking about. I don't think, this, but I could easily see it down the line. You know, he's he's doing phenomenal stuff in AEW. But I think it's always one of them of, yeah, Harry Kane's great at Spurs, but doesn't he want to go and see what it's like to win trophies over there? Over there. I'm not saying that AEW were the Spurs, by the way. No. That's a really horrible comparison. <laughs> and by the way, that comes from a Chesterfield fan. Mr. Five Lawton might hate that, but there is a common, in, in common football parlance in the UK, doing a Spurs or being Spursy is associated with falling short of the death. I, MJF could... Yeah, yeah but the nice way of putting it is... Maxwell, and I know him very well as he's my best friend, is someone who doesn't want to end his career with wives. No, and he is somebody talented enough to have it all. He has spoken in a way that I I just believe when he, when he speaks with such conviction about these things, that he sees wrestling as an avenue to an easier life where he isn't falling on his back for a living in something like film. And he's seen enough wrestlers make that jump that he's, why would he not look at mm-hmm. that and think, I'll do that next. He could probably do that without... WWE, yes. but WWE is an even greater exposure than AEW. So what, like, I was thinking about this, right? MJF is going to walk out at Wembley Stadium, probably as the AEW World Champion, in front of a minimum of 60, a maximum of 90,000 people, right? At this point, let's say it's, let's split the difference and say 75,000 people, right? Tony Khan, come negotiation season, whenever that may be, could say, what's, what, what can WWE offer? And they're like, well, Money. It was like, well, I'll meet that figure. Mm. What else? I mean, it's main event in WrestleMania, isn't it? And it's like, what is main event in WrestleMania in modern era, Max? Because you just walked out in front of 75,000 people yeah. as the world heavyweight champion. That's that, 
right? That used to be a thing that only WWE could yes, offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look what we've just done, right? And we'll get, um, and we'll do it again, right? What else? It's like the exposure is different, Tony. And yes. I've got an eye on Hollywood, and he's like, "You've got me on the technicality. Like we've got all these shows in a week, mm-hmm. and I'll give you, I'll give you the world, but I can give you a little bit more of the world on that front. And that is where you could wrestling see it. to the casual fan right now is still WWE." Yeah, and like my friend still. What's going on in WWE? Or it's the same as people. They don't say what's going on in MMA to me. They yeah. say what's going on in UFC, mm-hmm. despite how great Bellator is, and you know, uh, it's. And again, like I don't care about that as no. a fan, but that would probably be if you've in that hypothetical negotiation. There's that still, like my real goal, Tony, if is is to get out of this. So thank you, but I just think my quickest way out with this is to do a year with them. And he might be right about that. Like, I don't even know. But, like, he's probably way smarter in terms of getting his connections without either company. Mm-hmm. He's thinking of himself and he's working for himself. Um, so he'll always do what I think is best for himself. But as well, like, he's such an awesome all-rounder that maybe he wants to test himself. Yeah. AW has been so brilliant for so many reasons. One of them is that, like, the cream rises to the top more in AW because they're allowed to. Yeah. And more wrestlers are going to grow with confidence in a way where they think, not only do I want to try WWE, I believe I can be the best over uh-huh. here. So I expect more to come. And cool, like I'm so glad Cody kicked that door down. Mm. Uh, right, let's do a bit of a speed round. Okay. Very quick answers to some of these questions. Apologies that we can get more time to, to go through them, but we will we'll do more of these because I love doing them. Mm. Uh, Mr. David, 1982. Good day, gentlemen. Let's say AW do sign that fat new contract. A lot of talk about that today. Uh, what would be three things that you'd use that extra money for to make the product better? Uh, bring back pay-per-view individual stages. Yes. Um, I understand the screens for television. Clearly networks like it. Pay-per-views are a different beast. You asking people for $50. Give them every single thing you can that makes them $50. Um, work out a way that All In becomes your newest pay-per-view and is always in a stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that because domestically the market does not appear to be there in the United States and it's why Wembley is so useful. But spend money on marketing, spend money on audience research and put AW in a stadium once a year. And out of nowhere, when all four of your pay-per-views used to have equal value, you had developed your own WrestleMania-adjacent event somewhere in the world. And it doesn't have to be England, um, as it is this year, like mainland Europe, France, Spain. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Canada. But figure out how every year you can put all in in a stadium. The title is a perfect convention for a full stadium. Spend the money on that. Three things. I've got your uh, third one if you need it. I'll tell you. Hire someone to run Ring of Honor. Give Tony Khan more free time. I know he can do it. I know mm-hmm. he has done it with Dark and Dark Elevation. I know they're not a thing right now anymore. Yeah. Uh, but with Collision coming, I know Rampage is going to become their sort of w- WWE, WWF heat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan is much better as much as he can dedicate his ridiculous, <laughs> endless energy to all these different wrestling shows when he is focused. The reason why AEW was so great when it first launched is he had all these ideas, but he only had this two-hour window initially mm. to put it into. And I just think it's better to have, to, to free up his time because let's not forget, you got Fulham and Jacksonville Jaguars as well to really focus in on that one product. And he can just just take a little bit of that load for yeah. me. No, that's very, I think everybody listening would agree with that. So I'll come up with a third more defi- divisive one, double the punker's wage. As a, as a thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thank for, you, Phil. thanks for all the money, Phil. Thanks, thanks Phil. Phil. And maybe hire someone to just do your sole job 
Right, you've got brilliant Will Washington. By listeners that like the elite. <laughs> you've, you're, you've got the brilliant Will Washington now keeping sort of storyline integrity and mm. stuff, whatever. Uh, I don't want to dismiss it there, but I just, I don't know exactly what his, his role is. Mm. One person, your only job is to make sure when we have a microphone, it's turned on. <laughs> we need it to be. Uh, Johnny, sorry, Donny Joe Turner Jr. Not good for a speed round, trying <laughs> to say that name quickly. In your opinion, who is an AEW talent that you think doesn't get enough attention? Uh, little to no matches or promo time. Uh, I don't know. Is it too easy to just look to the majority of the women's division in that, like, no. lower... Lower concern characters are cycled in and out way more recklessly than in the men's division. So you are asked to care about a Willow Nightingale one week and a Riho the next, and an Emi Sakura here and a Hikaru Shida there. Um, Athena, presumably, when she's done with the Ring of Honor. Whatever. Right now, there's one angle that is thankfully resorting in repeat viewings. Unfortunately, it's repeat angles. But the idea is at least she's seen she like... She comes back next week and then she's not here. This yeah. Year. Ridiculous. Like you've got, I know she Japanese bookings. Five characters that are getting focused, which is more than the one or two. The Jade, the Jade angle of the world champion. But yeah, that would be where my head goes there. Like the roster is too busy, but men will always find a way to get another chance, especially with something like Collision around the corner. Um, so it's, it's the women's division. But I hope that's not a cop-out. No. But I just don't feel like they're profiled in a way that's meaningful. Mine's even more Neither of a cop Rose, out. Neither Rose, you know. Mine's even more of a cop-out because he just turned up last night. Miro. It's Miro. It's always been Miro. He yeah. always will be Miro. I know he might have had issues, whatever, backstage. I don't care. Miro has been shown on multiple occasions he has the potential to, to be a real He rewards good booking, Miro, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, couple of really tough questions for you now. No discussion. I just want your answers for a couple of these. Oh. Arlo Harmon writes, Morning Legends, rank these men from best to worst. So one, two, three. Yeah. At playing the game that is different. Yeah. Jarrett Nash Gallows. Oh my God. Uh, oh. Uh, Jarrett in at number one, edging out Nash because AEW looked like the one place that the door would remain slammed shut in. And not only did he boot the door open, but, like, everybody's so glad he did. Mm. Like, everybody is so glad he did, and nobody... Like, even in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have foreseen that. Nash second, Gallows third. It's a photo finish, isn't it? A little bit, because where they're different is the times they've been in, in your business, because Nash did it, and, like, it was, like, when he was at the top of his game, when the industry was going through this, like, remarkable boom, Gallows has made good money in barren times. That is almost more admirable... But Gallows hasn't quite achieved the fame with it. Uh, just, a, just a simple either-or answer to this one. Marquo, Quo, I hope I've got that right. Adam Wilborn versus Andy Murray in a boxing match. match. Who you got and why? <sighs> I'm sat in front of you. You can see how weak these arms are. I'm going Murray. Fair. Right. I just think... Uh, he can operate without glasses, Murray. Ah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was going to say the H stands for harder hitter. And I just like, ultimately, right? Like, have you been to Aberdeen? There's mm. some pretty mean streets. I don't wish to denigrate Chesterfield. But I <laughs> just think like if we're like getting down to the bones and the DNA, I think he's, sorry, Wilborn, I think he might be a bit more grizzled. Yeah. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> uh, Fisher seven seven seven. Can we do that, by the way? Can that be like a charity? You know, like I uh, corporate. I never want to fight White, white collar boxing. 
I'm not a fighter. Just like people think they're getting, uh, hello, my very good friends. And then the video starts and it's just you two in boxing gloves in a ring somewhere. <laughs> Let's do this. Like the story one. Ding, ding. That's what I'll do. I'll, I'll set the story. I'm going to run out of the studio and chin him. <laughs> Fisher 777 cheated because he's put a, a, a lovely photo of his family on this one. Future wrestling fan has a question. Out of all the animal mascots you have, who would fit best with the Wyatt Six or the Flipping Judgment Day? By the way, I listened via earbud in the car, and I said, I'm in the f***ing Judgment Day, with you forgetting I was in a quiet car with his kids. <laughs> I've got one of my kids going, on the other side, at the moment, because I have had to avoid making that one a yeah. bit in our house. Uh, animal mascots. We were talking about this in the office this morning. Mm. Should we just share who we've been in a past life and then them two can fight? Yeah, you... I was once uh, Bradley Bear in my time working for um, Haven Holidays. They might be defunct now, but certainly like a big holiday company, second to Butlins, once former home of CM Punk. Uh, and you were... A goose for Mother Goose, <laughs> the Chesterfield Panto. <laughs> um to turn on the Christmas lights in Chesterfield. I almost knocked my head off when I walked out on stage because I'm already 6'3", and the the head made it about eight foot tall. I put on Twitter a little while ago, didn't I, when I wore a horse mask to a Monday Night Raw taping, and it would be very Wyatt Six. It'd be like, uh, of course, my horse. And he's just a, a, like like off Big Brother's Big Mouth where he's just in full human clothes but with a horse's head. <laughs> and like, what, what are you scared of? It's just a horse. But he can run pretty fast, and his dick's huge. I'll send you the glue factory. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mark Lee Willis made an incredible um, purple uh, drawing of a kangaroo with um, Dominic Mysterio sat in his pouch the other day, so I'm going to go with that one. A purple kangaroo. So, it's in the hopping judgment day. You can say that with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> in your Joey pouch. <laughs> right, final couple of questions, and then one we're going to properly answer. Okay. Um, very quickly, where's the one I just, just saw there that was really good? Uh, Marcel Laviolette. Howdy, guys, from Texas. My question is simple. Do y'all think that with the success of the international PLE, we can see a WrestleMania being international as well? Yes, short yeah. answer. WWE have kind of, like, shown their arse a little bit. It turns out they've turned down Wembley. Um, they got, like, a great deal off mm -hmm. Cardiff. So, that, like, everyone won in that deal. Clash at the Castle was a huge W for WWE. But, I don't know. They're a company that is still fueled by ego and vanity as much as anything else. And All In will smart a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're past the point of pay-per-view time. Just as long as it's not in, in Saudi Arabia. No. Um, every week in Puerto Rico. UK, Australia, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Go for it. I think, yeah, we've entered a new era and it's exciting. Um, Rob Atkinson says, Hi, gents. Assuming Adam's best friend, MJF, thanks, Rob, uh, is winning at double or nothing. Who's taking the pin or who will be the least damaged by taking it? I think... Um, uh, Sammy, because he's seemingly turning babyface after Dynamite. Yeah, maybe. Um, MJF pinning Sammy Guevara. Yeah, aye. I'll go MJF Nice pins. story of that as well of like... Because they were the two closest knit and like Sammy was like ready to take a dive and he doesn't take Could a dive. Could he have kicked out? Yeah, mm. he loses anyway. Aye. Sorry, Matt Reigns asks... Who? Hi, Matt Reigns here. The number one Cedric mega fan. Glad what, he's introduced himself because I never heard of him. Sounds trash. <laughs> what would you guys book as the main event of All In? With All Out the following week, it would seem the world title is out of the questions. Uh, cheers, guys. Suck it, Hamlet. And by it, he means... Don't suck my dick. <laughs> That's rude. Uh, I, um, You're going, so pick your main event. 
Well, Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Jarrett for a belt. Um, I don't know if this would be classed as the headliner, but I think it would go on last based on how AEW book. I would like, because we're assuming All Out is going to be the following week, mm-hmm. I would like Darby Allen versus MJF at All Out and MJF versus Sting title versus career seven oh, days early. Yeah. MJF retires Sting and Darby Allen's got to go it alone. And Darby Allen takes the belt off MJF as a revenge attack for retiring his best friend. Love that. Final and question it. from Pat. Uh, love this, Pat. Good morning, Buttes. With the successful revival of the LWO, is this the best the LWO's ever been? Of course it has, because the first time it was kind of a joke. Mm. But with the sex- su- successful, easy for me to say, revival of the LWO, which defunct faction would either of you bring back and who would be in it? Well, I mean... If they're ever working in Puerto Rico again, Los Bariquas, evidently. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they should, and they should. Uh, factions. Factions are weird because you, like, we always use evolution as the example for this. If you're watching week to week, it wasn't always great. Evolution yeah. makes for a fantastic video package, but not always great. What was that weird one we were talking about the other, a while back? Is it Apple? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Mark Henry, Santino Morella. Brian in there? Maybe. Kofi Kingston, possibly. I'll, I'll look that up whilst you... Odd company. Right. Write this date down, because I never, ever thought I would say this. And it's going to be a two-man version of a three-man group, and the reason why will become very clear when I reveal who it is. I can't pretend I'm not fascinated by the prospect of what it'll look like mm-hmm. to see... Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton back together on screen. Oh, my God. With the apprentice having become kind of the real master. Uh, like, and obviously, I feel like Ted DiBiase Jr. might be a bit busy. Yeah. But, like, them leaning on legacy law is interesting to me in a way that I never in a billion... very WWE do that as well. Yeah. Never in a billion years that I imagine I would be interested in seeing that ever again. And yet, like... It's, it's You kind of want to look at it once, don't you? Mm. Like, the first time them two go on screen, not only will the Twitter engagement farmers be ready with a side-by-side that they've had in drafts for six years. Like, <laughs> do you remember when these two were together on screen? Yes, of course I remember. <laughs> but um, I, I, I can't believe I'm campaigning for legacy to make a return. But I, um, was it Matt Raines that asked this question? Yeah. yeah this no, no, what? sorry. This was uh, Rob, I believe. Um, Rob. Pat. Or, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Uh, I legacy Manu involved or no? No, I'm fine with that Manu. You got anybody else? I want to think of somebody else. Well, very quickly before I get to my correct pick, um, Apple. You remember what that stood for? Go on. Allied people powered by loathing everything. Brilliant. And it had, according to uh, this, mm-hmm. four members debuted April 11th, 2011. Disbanded yep. April 11th. 2011. Right, I'll go with. I'm going to go with Mark Henry. Correct. It's only four. Santino Morella. Yep. Kofi Kingston. No Kofi in there, according to this, anyway. Evan Bourne. There you go. And Brian. There's the... There's the <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so weird. Who else Who else have you got in your stables? Um, I'm just going to be boring bastard mm. who says things to pop Phil Chambers. Too cool, obviously. You can't have it the way you would like it. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like you could have a, a modern day too cool. Scotty's still doing stuff, and I love him, and one day I am going to get my photo taken with him. Mm-hmm. 
was so jealous of Phil Chambers at WrestleMania. For that. <laughs> and he keeps coming round the, these paths yeah, when I'm not here. He's over here sometimes. I do feel like you could have Otis in there. And maybe Chad could even be like mm. the weird. But Otis in that group would be very entertaining. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I want to say this, but I also think that at least 50% of this team is going to be a singles world champion in the next five years. Yeah. So, ah, uh, do I want Tez in there? Montez Ford? I don't know. I feel like they could, like as a gimmick, mm. not not long term. But I just, I just want two callbacks just once. <laughs> I want to see the worm. Are we allowed for this hypothetical to rehire wrestlers that have since left the company? Yes. Oh, good. Thank God. Well, speaking of like guys that could be singles world champions, so it'd be a bit weird them coming back together. I just still think there's something left in. Um, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink, led by MVP. <laughs> so uh, before Duke Hudson wins the bail, let's let's get the glory days back, eh? Mm. And on that note, Slappy J, Retribution. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Still didn't feel like they maybe were utilised to their fullest potential. No. Not quite the sum of their parts. I don't even know what the potential was, and it still wasn't fulfilled. <laughs> Quick, let's put this window through and do it again <laughs> just in case. Chainsaw the rope. What are they going to do next week? Well, they're moving the ring anyway. I hate this ring so much. What are you going to do? Are you going to burn it? No, I'm going to hit it with a bat. <laughs> Brilliant. That'll show them. Uh, anyway, right. Thank you, as always, for all your Twitter questions. At what culture? And when they signed a contract to be Raw exclusive. <laughs> I went, you, you bloody... You're causing a nightmare around here. Which is why I'm going to make you salaried employees. Saturday. Like, terrify wrestlers. Sunday, terrify wrestlers. Monday, terrify wrestlers. Tuesday, terrify wrestlers. Wednesday, off because we're on the Raw cycle. It's a good time to go and see our family. (laughs) Thursday, do laundry, wash retribution clothes. Friday, tweet about SmackDown. (laughs) Saturday, terrorize people and it starts again. Uh, at what culture WWE for all of us on Twitter you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at what culture WWE as I said and make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts go and check out our AW Dynamite review which we're just about to record but mm-hmm. will have come out earlier today it was really great yeah um, I can't believe Sidrick said that <laughs> um and yeah, um, keep following us on Twitter because we'll do more of these because I really enjoyed them. Thank mm. you, everyone, for your questions, whether we read them or not. But for now, this has been your questions answered. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.